welcome back, you guys, to the Go Goalgetter podcast. I have a action-packed uh, episode for you today that I'm so excited to talk about. Um, if you read the show notes ahead of starting this podcast today, you know that it's titled Managing Expectations, which can mean a plethora of things. In this case, we're going to break that down into talking about setting goals, um, different levels of support, and the amount of work that goes into you know, maintaining a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle in general. So let's get started. Okay, first and foremost, when we talk about managing expectations, we think about a lot of work and we think about expectations versus reality. Meaning, you know, is there something that I can do to really achieve my goals? Is there more effort that I could be putting in? Is there a different way that I could approach certain situations that would allow me to find success uh, more easily? And so I want to start off first and foremost by talking about the amount of work that goes into maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Let's be honest, when we are driving, you know, the main roads around our area, I don't care if you live in the city or the suburbs, you're finding fast food places, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, you know, you name it, it's easily accessible and it's easily bad for you. You won't find the, you know, healthier food chains. Um, I know that there are some up and coming areas or more mainstream areas that have, you know, healthier options. Uh, but let's face it. I mean, it's not always easy to eat a salad. It's not always easy to, you know, find all of the nutrition facts of, you know, um, different menu items and it can be sometimes a daunting task that makes us say well I'm just going to grab a burger um, or whatever it is that we decide. Also from a cost standpoint you're not finding a salad on a dollar menu the way that you're finding a double cheeseburger and so you know it can be very very what's the word I'm looking for I mean it can be very discouraging that's the word I'm looking for to kind of go through life feeling like you have to put a lot more work in than other people. Um, but at the same time, you realize that this is an investment of your time in yourself, whether it's to lengthen, you know, the time that you're on this planet or to spend better quality time with your spouse or children, or to just do it for yourself, to just live a better life for you. Um, you know, I know that I've talked a little bit about my motivating reasons behind getting healthy over this past year plus, and I want to grow old with my husband and have children uh, of our own one day. And this is my journey to get to the place where I feel comfortable doing that. And this is a lifestyle change for me. This is why it worked for me in the beginning of 2017, because I decided not to change my diet, but to change my life. I knew that I had to approach this from all aspects to really tackle it head on and really talk to myself and tell myself that if I didn't make a major shift in my mind, in my body, emotionally that I wasn't going to succeed and something changed that whole new year's resolution for 2017. It became the year that I decided to take control of my own life heading into 2018 down a hundred pounds. I have felt this just this immense amount of pressure that I wasn't sure and I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't sure that this is what I would feel. Um, I was nervous about, you know, plateauing, um, about hitting, you know, this, really 
monumental goal of losing 100 pounds, but still having another 100 plus pounds to go um, until I really felt comfortable in my own skin. And let me tell you something. I was never somebody that lacked confidence. I know that this is like a taboo topic. I've talked about it before, but I've always kind of been comfortable with myself. This doesn't mean that I didn't have, you know, moments. You know, there was embarrassing times where I didn't fit on a ride at Six Flags Great Adventure, you know, an amusement park around here. There was times that I didn't go on rides at all because I was afraid that I wouldn't fit. There have been, you know, uh, sporting events that I didn't go to because I was afraid of how the seating would be. You know, there was more money that I put out to fly first class because of the comfort of the seating. Um, there was so many different things that affected me that I really kind of didn't look at them overall. I just felt like an initial uh, sadness in the moment. And then I said, you know what? YOLO, like you only live once and I'm going to just, you know, embrace my life and live who I live, how I am and who I am because I was ultimately happy. I had an amazing relationship with my husband, but I was missing something that I didn't even know that I needed. And that was just this healthy idea, this healthy lifestyle, this, this just renewed energy that I felt that I continue to feel through just living a better life. It's not necessarily something I was thinking I was missing before because I never knew what it felt like. So there was, you know, if you would have asked me at the beginning of 2017 when I hit my five-year wedding anniversary, if you would have asked me five years prior, the day that I got married, where I'd be, I honestly thought that I would have a couple of kids by now, be pushing 30 and just have this amazing life, this nice little house. And so many of that came true, so much of that rather, um, but my husband and I have struggled for the past six plus years now to have children. And it was part of the reason that I, if not the main reason, that I decided that I needed to get healthy. It wasn't because I was being picked on or it wasn't because I was depressed or sad um, about you know myself. And this doesn't take away from anybody who does do this for that reason, because trust me, like I said, I've had my moments, but I did this because I knew there was a better life out there for me. Not that I was necessarily unhappy with my current life. Now, the reason that I bring this up is not to say that I'm succeeding because I was initially happy. I am telling you that I am succeeding because I've channeled the happiness and brought it into my journey. I've found all of the positive things that I already loved about my life and I've brought them into my journey. I'm enjoying myself. And so it's so important when I think about the amount of work that I put in or the support that I have or when I'm rethinking my goals for each season, it's important that I remember where I came from, where I started, where I have to go, but also that I'm present in the moment at this given time. So in terms of the amount of work that you put in every single day, whether it's meal planning, meal prepping, just staying organized, staying motivated, it's important that you get creative. When you create habits, habits oftentimes can become boring. For me, I love finding new recipes. You know, I go on Pinterest. I've talked about Pinterest a ton for meal planning. And I find new recipes to try. Um, I'll always find little treats to try, you know, because I always, I'm a big sweet eater. And so having that is important to me. Um, you know, but staying organized and creating routines are, is important. It's important to have that, 
you know, kind of habitual routine that you are used to. But it's also important to constantly spice things up so that you don't feel like you're in this day in and day out routine that just gets boring after a while. So whether it's spicing it up in the kitchen or, you know, maybe infusing some self-care and some indulgences in terms of, you know, your your normal routine, maybe, um, you know, luckily the weather is breaking where I am in Pennsylvania. Um, so it seems like spring is on the horizon, quite literally. Um, so I can't wait to just get some outdoor action into my fitness routine. Things like that will ultimately allow you to infuse some spontaneity into your routine and allow you not to feel bored and allows you to kind of get creative. And for me, when I get creative, it's literally like that whole get your creative juices flowing because it feels to me like I really have like this just this renewed energy. And so it's really important to me to constantly stay like that. Um, you know, in terms of support, this is something that I actually have some close friends and, um, you know, some of you also from followers that talk to me about constantly. And it's really how to feel comfortable about explaining your lifestyle choices. And this is the thing. Okay. I know that I've talked about a lot, you know, my journey in 2017 where I was really focusing on clean eating. I followed the freestyle plan for Weight Watchers and it has a lot more um, freedom than what I'm currently doing. But it also, you know... It also potentially created a weight plateau for me. So I felt like going into 2018, it was important for me to reduce the carb intake that I was uh, creating, also to up my fiber and focus on healthier fats so that I could have this renewed energy. I wanted to know, I knew that I wanted to work out more. So I wanted, um, you know, to follow an eating plan that felt fulfilling but also felt like I was really kind of shocking my system and changing something, revamping what I was currently doing. Again, this isn't because I was unhappy with what I was doing. It's just because I lost 100 pounds in 2017, but I wanted to lose 150 pounds in 2018. So I really wanted to do something that really kicked it up a notch, but was also easy to maintain for me as well. So, you know, I started the ketogenic diet and I've been following this lifestyle now for about six, almost seven weeks. And I feel great. I mean, I know that this has changed my body. I just passed the 25 pound mark this year so far. So it's really been a huge boost in, you know, confidence for me because between the numbers and the scale, which again, aren't the primary focus, but still there is a focus on them. And that was my winter goal was to lose 25 pounds. Um, you know, and I'll talk about how we lose or how I set my goals rather um, in a moment. But you know, it's, it was really important to me to not only meet my goals number wise, but also to change the way that I was adapting to, you know, my eating habits. And so I wasn't getting bored. Now I have, you know, this whole other focus on how I can, you know, cook and eat and how I can work out the energy that I have, the supplements and, you know, everything that I take. And so it's been really great, but it's also been hard to explain to friends and family, like, you know, I know I could have rice before, or I know I could have quinoa before, but it's just not what I'm doing now because they feel like, well, if it ain't broke, why are you fixing it? And they're looking at me like I have three heads because I'm telling them in the same breath that I lost a hundred pounds that I'm changing the way that I'm eating. And so, you know, I want you to get comfortable with explaining yourself because you know your body best. It's most and more important for you to feel comfortable saying, you know what, this is what I'm doing. And if it doesn't work, then I can just make that adjustment. 
Because at the end of the day, you are the one that knows you the best. You know what's going to work for you the best. I know that fiber, um, you know, an increase in fiber works great for me. But in, when it comes to increasing fiber, you generally find some complex carbs attached to that. So I knew that I wanted to focus on fiber-rich foods with lower net carbs. So I, you know, again, I, I just tackled the research aspect of this. Again, um, I've been trying to conceive. And so this ketogenic lifestyle came up as a great option for hormonal balances when you're trying to conceive. And so I knew that this was the right fit for me, but I also respect the fact that it may not be the right fit for everybody. It's important that at the end of the day, your choices are your choices alone. It can really be confusing when there are a lot of different opinions involved. And so, you know, I really want you to focus on when to just let it go, when to, I guess, agree to disagree and make the decision that if everybody followed the same lifestyle, you know, the results would still vary, literally, because everybody's body is different. Everybody is different. And so if it's working for you, great. If it's not, make adjustments and move on. You don't have to necessarily explain every small minor decision. You really don't even have to explain the major ones. It's really just a matter of, people enjoying your journey and wanting to ask questions, but it's really just a matter of you focusing on when to let it go. And like I said, agree to disagree and decide what works best for you. Um, You know, success comes in all shapes and sizes. You know, even if it's close family or friends or, um, you know, followers online, whomever it is, it's important that you remain intact with what works best for you. Okay, the last thing that I want to tackle here is how to set goals. I just posted on Instagram my spring goals coming up, and I'm going to share them with you. Um, But what's really, really important to me is how often to set your goals and how many to set. Okay, so in terms of how often I set goals, I set goals every season. So spring, summer, winter, fall. The reason that I do that is because I find that obviously with somebody like me who has a very large goal to achieve, I feel like breaking those down. And I think for a lot of people, this is better to break those down makes more sense because then you don't feel completely drowning or inundated with this large goal that you feel like you can't achieve. Also, I love success. I love celebrating. So achieving these smaller goals is like I'm constantly having a mini party for, you know, uh, everything that I've done. And it gives me that confidence to be able to get to the point where I am feeling like I'm really motivated and to keep going. So just to break down my spring goals. Okay. Now my spring goals will run from the beginning of March through the end of, to the beginning of June. So through the end of May. Um, and I will talk to you kind of about how many goals I set and you know, the way that I do this. And so My spring goals are to begin the Couch to 5K running program, to walk 15,000 steps a day, to get eight hours of sleep a night, to work out three times a day, six times a week, to meditate every morning for at least 10 minutes, and to lose 50 pounds from now. So I've already hit my 25-pound winter mark, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, But so technically it would be from the beginning of March and through the beginning of June to lose 50 pounds from that, uh, in that time frame there. So... Fast forwarding, you know, to what I've done right now, okay? I've created a habit of setting these goals every single season. 
The reason that I do this is I find it, again, important to constantly have small celebrations where you can put yourself in a position to feel consistently motivated by hitting goals over and over and over again. It also creates consistency for me. It allows me to be able to feel like what I'm doing is working. It also allows me on the flip side to see if I'm not ready to move forward in a certain goal. So what do I mean by moving forward? Well, I set this amount of goals. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six of them here. I set six goals this season, okay? I started with like one or two in the beginning. These six goals are here for a reason. Five of these goals are carryovers, okay? They're increased goals, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. One of them is brand new. I have never ran a day in my life. So the Couch to 5K running program is brand spanking new. Something that I wanted to do in the new year, and this is exactly the time that I feel like it's right for me. Uh, having invested in the treadmill uh, at home is going to be a big factor in that. And so I'm very excited uh, to start this program. Now, my winter goals, okay, my winter goals were walking 12,000 steps a day, getting seven hours of sleep a night, working out three times a day, five times a week, meditating every morning for at least five minutes, and losing 25 pounds from November through the beginning of March. Now I'm at 25.2 pounds right now. You can see, first and foremost, I set a lower goal for me in the same time frame. The reason that I did that was obviously because we were tackling the holidays, okay, between Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. I knew that it would be unrealistic for me to set a large goal like 50 pounds. However, I knew that I could definitely do that post New Year's. And so I specifically was creative. I also was 25 pounds away at the time of setting that goal from my 100 pound mark. So I knew that that was the, um, what I wanted to achieve and where I wanted to be come the new year. And so this is what uh, I did there. And now 12K up to 15K in terms of steps, seven hours of up to eight hours in terms of sleep, working out three times a day, five times a week is being increased to six times a week. Meditating for five minutes is being increased up to 10 minutes. So it's really important that I increase slowly so that I feel like I'm at a steady pace you're never feeling like you're kind of, it's almost like you're putting a lot of work in, but you're not necessarily constantly reinventing the wheel, if that makes sense. It's almost to the point where you're feeling like just these small increases keep your body, you know, guessing. They keep your body in check. They keep you feeling like you're constantly doing more, whereas you're really just increasing bit by bit. This has become a lot easier for me to achieve my goals in this case. Now, I have achieved all of my winter goals already. I'm so stoked on it. It's February 20th. I'm 10, or actually technically there's eight, 28 days in February. So I'm a week about eight days shy of this new year. Now, or this new month rather. Sorry, I can't talk today. Um, and so I decided to set my spring goals when I hit my winter goals. This is something unique that I do because a lot of people will wait. They'll just, you know, either, you know, get a little bit more lax about what they're doing or they will, you know, just kind of wait it out and set them at the appropriate time. I set my goals for the next season and start working on them as soon as I hit my previous season's goals. So I posted this up today because I officially hit my 25.2 pounds, technically last Thursday, but... I wanted to make sure that I would remain consistent um, and be able to do that. And so this is why 
I am talking about this right now, okay? Um, setting realistic goals. I know I've covered it a bit, but really just talking about making sure that it makes sense. For instance, if you're talking about winter goals, winter is the hardest season in my mind because the cold lets me, you know, have an excuse to snuggle up on the couch. So I'm inadvertently less active, unfortunately. I feel like there are more um, opportunities for quote unquote comfort food in the winter. Um, I also think because of these uh, span of holidays that we have, that our choices um, can sometimes become more difficult because we are focusing on, you know, spending time with family. Sometimes we focus on indulging in that case. And there's, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But I want you to set your goals to be in line with that. So when I set my goal to lose 25 pounds, yes, I probably could have lost more. But I knew that that realistically, that's what I wanted to lose. And that's what I could lose to still love what I was doing. And that's the whole focus of my journey is constantly loving what I'm doing. Okay. I want to make sure that along the way you are taking care of yourself, whether it means sometimes indulging, whether it means finding in a balance, you know, maybe you're 80% healthy, 20% indulgence, whatever works for you. For me, I sometimes will have one weekend a month that, you know, I will throw caution to the wind and maybe get a dessert or, you know, do something, uh, have a cheat meal, quote unquote cheat meal. Um, you know, because I don't follow the diet philosophy. I follow this lifestyle philosophy. And so if my, if I feel like I want something, I have it, you know, but I also remember what it feels like to overeat, what it feels like to have too much sugar or too many carbs. And so it's important to me to focus on that as well, because hindsight is twenty twenty. you know? When you're in the moment, you know, oh my God, I remember that I did this, you know, last month or whatever, and I felt like shit afterwards. So prioritize yourself. Remember what makes you feel better. In the moment, you may think, you know, uh, the person next to you that's eating pizza while you're eating a salad, you know, is probably living their best life ever. But realistically, is that the case? Like, is that really true? Because they're eating pizza and you're eating a salad, are they really living their best life compared to you? I want you to find ways to indulge in a healthy way. Make the freaking pizza yourself, you know? If you're following a ketogenic lifestyle, there are plenty of pizza recipes out there that are keto approved. So just do the work. I know it's work. I realize that. Not everybody realizes that. I realize that there is a ton of work involved in staying healthy and in being healthy. But if you convince yourself that this is your new life, the work just doesn't seem as daunting. I look forward, you know, to the end of the week when I'm jumping on Pinterest to plan for the week ahead. I look forward to finding new recipes, to throwing down in the kitchen, and to making meals that inspire me to continue this journey wholeheartedly. It's so important to me to stay motivated, to be creative, to consistently reinvent what I'm doing, but making sure that I'm tracking what's working. And so, yes, you're going to put a lot of work in. Yes, people are going to ask questions, friends, family, followers. People want to know. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to, to listen to your body, to listen to your mind, to your heart, to follow what works for you. It's okay to have absolutely no regrets on decisions that you make. 
set those goals, stick to those goals, make those goals realistic, break down those goals, choose what works for you. If monthly goals work for you, if weekly goals work for you, do what works for you. I've told you what works for me. If you want to try it, I'd love to know if it's working for you too. I used to set monthly goals. I found that for me, that was constantly making me reinvent what I was doing before I was even comfortable in the current routine. So I chose to do seasonal goals. I also found it easier to bunch up in those quarterly, um, you know, three-month gaps because, again, something like the winter where it has more trials and tribulations gives you the ability to focus on that as a whole and create realistic goals around that. So comment below. Tell me about, you know, how your goal setting is going right now, what you're planning on doing for the spring Um, the summer, you know, the fall, the winter, what are you doing? How are you succeeding? Are you not succeeding? Are you struggling? I want to hear about that too. Also, as always, please share any topics that you want to hear on the Go Goal Getter podcast. I am so excited that we are coming to you now weekly and the response that I'm getting so far is amazing. I love sharing with you guys about my journey, about what's working for me, and I want to talk about what you need help with or what you just want to hear more about. So be sure to share below and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.